Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, everyone? I am the host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that everyone is having a great day who's listening right now. I thank all of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to what I say, whether it's the morning, evening, afternoon, or the nighttime. I'm grateful and appreciative, old and newcomers, for you listening to this latest episode. So with that being said, let's get the show popping. So... In case you ain't paying attention to the title, today's episode, we're going to talk about guns. That's right. We're going to talk about the pistols, the shotguns, all sorts of weapons. All sorts. Shout out to Mick Foley. So... I wanted to discuss this topic for a couple of months now, but I decided to put it on hold because the Lord led me to discuss other topics. February was Black History Month, so that was important. March was International Women's Month or National Women's Month, whichever one it was. So it was important to discuss on topics pertaining to those respective subjects in a godly manner. And with the recent events and tragedies going on, first with the Texas shooting and more recently with the the shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, where a transvestite shot up a, a Christian school. So I, I believe it's the right time to discuss on guns and my perspective on it. So when I think, when I thought of guns, first or foremost, at a younger age, I always viewed it as a way of protection. I viewed it as a way where it can be used as violence. There's good ways to use it. There's bad ways to use it. The old saying, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Which is true. I mean, the gun can't pick its own self up and shoot somebody. It's the person using that gun shooting somebody. And I could only understand at that time from an outside looking in and how powerful and how much power an individual has using a gun. Well, that all changed back in January because a family member of mine we went to this shooting range in Stratford, and I'll give a quick shout out to the establishment. The name of the establishment is Stratford Guns and Ammo. 
I had personally had a great time, no issues, no trials or tribulations. It was a very fun experience. And I got a headshot or two in for my first time. Got a little bruising on the <laughs> trigger finger, but it was a good time overall. I had, a, I had fun. And that was back in January 21st, I believe. And after having that experience of shooting a gun for the first time, it genuinely humbled me because I only shot a pistol. And just shooting that pistol, I didn't realize, but afterward, I realized how much power I had just in that pistol alone and, and how a pistol, one shot, could kill someone, could murder someone. It was a very eye-opening experience. And it more so boggled my mind and how people like, like Nicholas Cruz, that transvestite that shot up that school in Tennessee, the dude that shot up that Las Vegas nightclub many years ago, I believe that was 2017, and locally in terms of state, where that dude shot up that Newtown school. And right before that, he killed his mother. It, it's unfathomable to me how someone could pick up a weapon and just start shooting people to kill them let alone do it with no motivation behind it. Direct motivation, meaning, say in a gang war, this guy stole a bag of pot, and now a hit is out on the dude that stole the pot, and, it, and the person gets killed. It's very wrong and very evil. But to some people, that's understandable. And you stole a man's property, so he's out for revenge. But we, but we know, or at least some people know, God said, vengeance is mine. So we should not be looking to take vengeance upon ourselves. Even though it's hard, it is hard. But that's what God said, and I'm going to go with what God said. Hallelujah. So after that gun experience, I really start to analyze the Second Amendment. And should we amend the Second Amendment? But before I make any sort of comment on how we should edify it, change it, and anything of that nature... Let me first break down what the Second Amendment is. 
Because many people just believe that, oh, is right to bear arms. And for a long time, that's what I believe. Until I actually read and done some homework on it. So, let's get started. <laughs> the Second Amendment, it reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So what does that mean? What does that Second Amendment mean? Well, let's break it down. And right now I'm going to break it down according to the N-R-A-I-A-L website. I'll attach the article in the description below. So any of you who want to read it for yourselves in full, you could definitely do that. So I'll read it piece by piece just to break down and make sure that not only myself, but all of you have a genuine understanding of what the Second Amendment means and what it was meant for back when it was established in the Bill of Rights. So, first paragraph. What is the Second Amendment? Well, I just read it to all of you. But to analyze it further, it reads, in short, according to this article, in short, the Second Amendment states that as an American citizen, that's key, American citizen, you have the individual right to arm yourself. The amendment also firmly establishes that the government cannot infringe on that right. Again, going back to the, to the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed. The Second Amendment was ratified on December 15, 1791, as one of the first ten amendments to the Constitution known as the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights expanded upon the Constitution by establishing clear individual rights, limiting the government's power, and further laying the foundation of American freedom. And in the second paragraph, you got what the Second Amendment means. And then they break it down piece by piece. So the, the, one of the first parts, a well-regulated militia. The term militia is referred to the American people, as George Mason described it. And for those who don't know who George Mason is, he was a politician, a planter, and actually one of the founding fathers, which I, I didn't even know. See, a lot of many people know there's a lot more founding fathers than the, the basic ones, the George Washington, the Thomas Jefferson, the Benjamin Franklin, and the James Edison's. There's a lot more than that. But to continue, as George Mason described it when asked, quote, I ask, sir, what is the militia? His answer, 
It is the whole people, except for few public officials. Now, who are those public officials? George Mason didn't say. So another part of the Second Amendment, being necessary to the security of a free state. According to the article, and it makes sense, the Founding Fathers felt that citizens should be able to protect themselves against the government and any other threat to their well-being or personal freedom. The Second Amendment granted citizens that right, giving them the ability to defend themselves and their property. And I'll read this last part of the Second Amendment. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Pretty straightforward. The final lines... The final line states that citizens have the individual right to own firearms for lawful purposes and that the government may not interfere with that right. The Fourth Amendment, which protects another fundamental individual right, uses similar language where the Fourth Amendment states the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and then within that same article it lists different lawsuits in correlation to the second amendment and other amendments as well so definitely check out that article good read very straightforward on breaking down the second amendment so now should we edit it should we change it? Was my perspective on it? Well, first, I'm going to give you the American perspective. And what do I mean? The non-biblical perspective. Because I got to give all of you Bible. I have to. I, ha- I have to. The young man, I got to have to. Well, let's talk about first the state of the United States of America in regard to the gun situation. Now, I do believe that guns will never go away. That's obvious. There will never be a law where guns are abolished because of four words, five words, the black market and money. Why the black? Why mention the black market? Because just... As drugs, guns will be sold under the table. It's something that will not be stopped. It's something that's very profitable. It's something that will always cycle throughout the world. And if you look at recent research, firearms over 16.4 million of them were sold last year, 2022. And it contributed $51.3 billion. So guns is a booming industry. They make too much money off it. That's why I believe government 
likes war because they can make money off war and they can mass produce these guns and sell them to different countries. So guns will never go away. That's the unfortunate, sad reality of the situation. And it's even more sad that shootings will still happen, likely. I hope it doesn't. But in this world that we live in, where there's so much hate, the devil is working and many of these people, all those mass shootings, that was a sh- those were shootings out of hell. Those people weren't in their right mind. I'm not saying they were crazy. I'm not saying they were, I mean, mentally they were crazy. But what I'm saying is because of their heart and their heart was full of the devil. That's why those shootings happened. Just straight hate and evil intent on what they were doing. That's the reason why many of them commit suicide. I mean, you, 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 the devil sent you out to kill all those people on respective events, and then you kill yourself. I, I, I mean, that's the prime example of insanity and straight lunacy. So unfortunately, guns, again, it will never go away. So what should we do? How can it change? Here's my solution for it. Here's what I say. And I'm going to give credit to Jesse Ventura. Y'all remember Jesse Jesse the Body Ventura? I'm going to give him credit because I was listening to one of his shows not too long ago on Substack or Clubhouse. And he gave his perspective on the situation and this guy was a a what what war did he serve in the vietnam war he served in the vietnam war he has guns very experienced in it and here's what he said and i and i agree with this point he said any individual to, to keep the second amendment i'm paraphrasing but to keep the second amendment intact Have all the guns you want on your own private property. All the guns. You can have a whole gun shop at your house or your home. But when you're out in public, you can only have a pistol or a a non-lethal weapon, such as a BB gun, for example. Because even though they're, they're... often described as toy guns, a BB gun can kill you. If you hit a person in the right spot on the body, it can kill you. So I agree with that. I believe that is a solution. If, if you want to have all the guns that you want, a whole gun shop, as I said, okay, it's on your private property. You have the right to defend your home or your place of residence. But when you're out in public, I'm going to add on to that. Because when I had asked my family member, how did you get the gun license? What was the process? 
And if I remember correctly, and please forgive me if they're listening right now, that I misordered the steps or I'm forgetting a step. One of the processes was essentially you take a class, you pass the class, you speak to the local police department, they ask you a couple of questions to check your background to see if you have any sort of disorder or any mental breakdowns, for example. Just as I know someone who thought about and was interested in going into the military, but because they had a past of doing some harm, doing some harm and I'll leave it at that, they were disqualified because that that's because of your past that shows that you could potentially be an unstable marine and if you're unstable who knows what you can do but when i asked were there any psychological tests taken or did you take any psychological test? Was it required in any way? And my family members said no. And I was stunned. Jaw dropped. Because no psychological mental tests were taken. And you're not going to have the person go through a mental evaluation to see if they're fit to have a weapon that could kill somebody? I, 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 are you serious? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I say, and pretty much this should be world nationwide, if you want a gun outside of your residence, you need to take a, a, a class, you need to obviously pass that class, talk to the, the local PD, go through at least two psychological evaluations, and, and I, I, I will add on talking possibly to the U.S. States General of Attorney, just for a second opinion, other or even a state trooper, just to have another perspective or another police department. That's what I would do. Have all the guns you want, once again, on your private property, but if you wanna have a gun outside of your private property, you need to do all those steps. In addition, have a psychiatric or psychological test every two years. That's what I would do. And pretty, and you know what? Now that I'm on changing things, just for a side note, I believe that should be the same way for driving and taking tests from this standpoint. I believe every five to 10 years, there should be a renewal for a road test because there are people on the road that have no business having a driver's license 
and they got very fortunate on the, on the day they took the test. <laughs> but I digress. That's my perspective in regards to the law with guns. Now, I'm going to give you a Bible. I'm going to show you what God says about weapons. And this trumps everything. And let me tell all of you something. All of you Christians out there, true Christians, born again, you never put the law in front of the word of God. I will follow the word of God before any law. I don't care what the law says. Because if any law violates the book, the scriptures, that I'm not with it. Because the law says same-sex marriage is legal. You can do it. But we know it's wrong. The law says in certain states you can do capital punishment. But God said, thou shalt not kill. The law says it's okay to be a prostitute or essentially do only or OnlyFans, which is a form of prostitution. God says, no. So just a side note in that regard, you always put the word of God in front of the law. Because if you're putting your standard or your standard is the law of the land, it can flip-flop at any point at any time. But God's word never changes. It's the same today, yesterday, and forever. So let's get to the scripture. If you want to follow along, then hang on. If you don't, then don't. It's your choice, obviously. So, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'll start at verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in the presence am based among you, but being absent am bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'll stop right there for a moment. When I read this scripture, the word that sticks out to me is carnal. 
So, let's read what the word carnal means. According to Merriam-Webster 1828 Dictionary, and as I've mentioned before, whenever I look up a word that I need help defining or wanting to learn the definition of the word, I go to Merriam-Webster 1828 because it's the closest biblical definition out there. And I even recommend all of you to get a a physical copy of the Merriam-Webster 1828 Dictionary. So here's the definition of carnal. Relating to or giving crude bodily pleasures and appetites. A pleasure. That's speaking to the pleasure of the flesh. Temporal. Worldly. And worldly, worldly is referred to a carnal mind. And temporal is specifically referring to carnal weapons. So let's dive a little deeper. What does temporal mean? Of or relating to time as opposed to eternity. Of or relating to earthly life. Lay or secular, which is another word for worldly. Lay or secular rather than clerical or sacred, civil. So those, are, so those are the definitions of carnal. So let's read it. Let me read it again. Now verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust to himself that he is in Christ. Let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. And I'll stop right there. Now, obviously realize that guns weren't in the days of John the Baptist, of the Apostle Paul, uh, the Apostle James. Guns weren't back then. Even going back to the Second Amendment, the only guns <laughs> that were during that time were muskets and flintlock pistols. You know, the type of guns where you got you to get the stick and you got to pump it a handful of times, put it in the gunpowder, and probably one shot go off. <laughs> you got to do it again. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I, I give those people in the Civil War so much respect. If y'all haven't seen, side note, real quick. If y'all haven't seen the movie Glory with Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman, 
I, I strongly recommend y'all watch that movie, especially if you're into history. And that's what I thought of. I, I remember a scene real quick, just side side story. I, I remember a scene in that movie where the the Union, if y'all don't know your history, it was the Union versus the Confederacies. The Union, <laughs> they were doing their training before they head out to war. And they were lollygagging. They were going through the motions. They were shooting their pistols. And then one scene, the the protagonist, I forgot his name. Let me let me see if I could find his name real quick. Oh my god, it, it, was, it was such a such a good movie. All right, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, come on, come on. Okay, the protagonist, his name was Colonel Colonel Robert Goodshaw. So in in the scene, Colonel Robert, he he noticed how they were training, and essentially they were lollygagging. So he had one guy stay, get in position, getting ready to shoot a target, and Colonel Robert had his pistol, and he shot it right near the one of the soldiers' ears, because he's acting as if they're in war right now because obviously when you're at war, guns are going to go off, bombs are going to go off. So you have to train as if you're in the war at that moment. And that's why when I played basketball, I was told as I started to come up, you train as if it was a real game. So when a game happens, it's much easier for you and you're already conditioning yourself as if you already are playing the game during practice. So same concept in the movie, in that particular scene. Colonel Roberts, he was shooting the pistol, and he was telling the, the soldier, faster, faster, faster. And the guy was stumbling, and he was reacted much slower because it was essentially, essentially silence. And when the guy finally assembled the weapon, you know, the gunpowder, pumping it a handful of times, probably four or five rounds went off from the colonel, the guy missed the target. And that's when the colonel went to one of his commanders, sergeant or corporals, and said to the person, train these men. Actually, do your job. So it was a great, it was it was a, it was a great movie. As I said, I strongly recommend all of you to watch it. But going back to the scripture, going back, and verse four: For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So. We got to go by what is written. We have to. And in this scripture, it's not saying you can't have a gun. That's not what it's saying. What it's stating is, and what Paul, what God through Apostle Paul is saying and telling the saints, telling the people 
that realize that the weapons, the weapons of our warfare, this walk through life, are not carnal, worldly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. They're not carnal. So that's why the same scripture that we wrestle with not with flesh and blood, we wrestle with the spirit, which means we're wrestling and the warfare is with the heart. And that's where it all starts. It starts with the heart. So bottom line for the Christians out there, and my, now, <laughs> I personally, this is me, I personally don't like guns. I believe they do more harm than good. If you want to have a gun, that's your choice. That's your business. I'm going to go by what is written because... Because many people, they have guns for protection. Have it for protection. So, if you're truly a, if you're a Christian, if you just have the gun, just to have the gun, you know, whether it's hunting or anything of that nature, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. If you want to use it to protect yourself, understandable. Very understandable, especially in what type of neighborhood that you live in or the area that you live in. But as Apostle Paul said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We do not fight fire with fire. We don't do that. For the weapons, I'm going to read again. I'm going to drill it in you. I'm going to drill it in you. For the weapons of our warfare, us as Christians, our warfare are not carnal. They're not worldly. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, I, I remember seeing an interview with Muhammad Ali, and I, I believe he, he talked about not having bodyguards. And he said that God was his bodyguard. And that's true. That is so true. So, again, according to the scripture, it's not stating that you can't have a gun if you're a Christian. It's not stating that you can't have a gun. You can't have some form of weapon. But it's telling you that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So, as a Christian, if you're saying that you're using it to protect yourself, if that's the number one reason to have a gun, you shouldn't have a gun. God is your protector. God is is your provider. 
He it was referred to the Prince of Peace. I'd rather have Jesus Christ, God Almighty, as my protector than a weapon. So as a Christian, should you have a weapon? No. You should not have a weapon. You shouldn't. But if you do, I, I understand it. Again, the scripture is not saying you can't have a weapon. It's not saying that. But if you have, again, if you have a gun to protect yourself from the world out there against the flesh, you got the gun for a wrong purpose. If you're getting it, and that's the not not and that's not the number one factor. And you can use it for hunting or anything in that nature. Okay. But if your number one reason to have the gun is for protection. For as God said, we do not war after the flesh that your motive is wrong. Your motive is wrong. It is. But if you want to have it still, okay. Because God said you couldn't have it, but God is telling you we don't war after it. So if that's your number one reason, then you're, are you really putting your trust in God? Do you really believe he'll protect you? Do you? And that's all I got to say about that. I hope that all of you learned something today. I hope you gained some knowledge and understanding. You can follow me on all my social media platforms. They'll be in the link below. The link tree below. And as I mentioned, I'll attach the article where I read about the Second Amendment and break it down of it. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed and stay well balanced.